Hey folks, welcome back to the KP Show. This is your host, the Polish Love Puppet. And last week I was hyping up the UFC title fight uh, for the middleweight title that was going down last night between Azrael Adesanya and the challenger Paulo Costa. Um, for those of you who listened last week, uh, I was perfectly clear I was on the fence that I had no idea how that fight was going to go. Um, I was not making a prediction either way because I really didn't know. I had said last week that you know, I could see Adesanya dominating it. I could see Costa's power being too much. I could see it being a quick finish. I could have seen it going to a controversial split decision. I really didn't know how it was going to go because you had two undefeated fighters that had, you know, dominated everybody up until that point by fighting to their strengths. But last night it went down, and in the second round, Israel Adesanya defended his middleweight championship by putting Paulo Costa away with a vicious TKO. Um, but the fight itself was just a beautiful technical affair on behalf of the champion Israel Adesanya. Now he just outclassed and outtooled Paulo Costa the entire first round and second up until the finish. Costa really didn't have an answer for the champ. Um, I mean, he tried to press forward, but he he couldn't cut off the angles. Adesanya was just too slick. His, his movement was too good. Uh, you know, Costa leans heavy on his front leg, and Adesanya just chopped that thing up with leg strikes. Um, you know, he split Costa wide open uh, with a head kick going before, before the finish in the second round. But, you know, Costa didn't have an answer for anything that the champion brought. And watching Adesanya just completely clown Paulo Costa was like watching Anderson Silva in his prime. It really was. Um, you know, I had a, I, w I didn't know what to think going into this fight, but Adesanya last night looked like a million dollars. He looked like he earned a million dollar paycheck. He was just, I don't know if there was anybody on the face of the earth last night that you could have put in there with Adesanya that would have beat him. You could have put John Jones in there last night and the fight that Adesanya had was, I mean, it was damn near perfect. Um, all you need is a Mortal Kombat finale. Flawless victory. Uh, I mean, it was great. Um, so, yeah, I was thoroughly blown away and impressed by the skills of Azrael Adesanya. Um, Paulo Costa's probably going to be another guy one of those times. You know, he, he'll bounce back. You know, let him knock off, you know, a couple wins, one or two more wins, and he'll be right back in that title hunt trying to get a rematch. Um, from what I saw last night, I don't think a rematch would go any other way, but... Um, again, and you know, if Adesanya keeps winning and Costa knocks off, you know, bounces back with two or three wins right there at the top of the division, you know, and sometime, you know, late next year or uh, early 2022, we could see be seeing a rematch. Uh, I don't think it would go any differently, but who knows? But again, last night, uh, UFC was it was a fun little show to watch. Um, you know, that was the fight that I'd hyped. Um, you know, the other big fight that was on the card was for the vacant uh, light heavyweight title that John Jones had left behind by moving to heavyweight. Um, it was Dominic Reyes, who was the last guy that John Jones had fought in a controversial split decision. Um, people thought Reyes won that fight, but the judges gave it to Jones. Jones moved up. Reyes got bumped in for the vacant uh, title shot. And then uh, in the second round, Jan knocked him loose. Um, Jan hit him uh, with a... Uh, overhand left, right on the temple and the jaw that just put Dominic on a, you know, deer on ice legs. He couldn't get his legs under him. Um, his equilibrium was just so out of whack. Uh, he hit the mat. Jan jumped on top of him, pounded him out, and then now we've got a new light heavyweight champion in the UFC. He's the first ever Polish champion. 
So, uh, you know, as I've touted that I have a lot of Polish blood and a Polish ancestry, you know, power to the Polish people there. Uh, congratulations, Jan, for um, taking the, the light heavyweight title back to Poland. Congratulations. Um, you know, he's, he's going to have some fights coming up. He's the new champ. I don't know how long his reign will be. Um, he's never struck me as a guy who's a dominating fighter that I could see going on a run like Chuck or John Jones did. But, you know, who knows? Right now, Adesanya, though, at the middleweight division, he's on one of those runs. And, man, I'm telling you, you know, if you're even just kind of a casual fan and you see the next fight coming up that's going to have Israel Adesanya uh, defending his title, that's one to check out. He is an exciting fighter. He really is. Um... But, I mean, that's just a little bit of talk about the UFC. Um, it's a Sunday afternoon. The NFL is on. Of course, as I've told you all, I'm boycotting it. I'm not fucking paying attention to it. Uh, the one thing I like about the UFC is they don't get political. They let the fighters speak how they want to speak. You know, Colby Covington is very pro-conservative, pro-Trump. Um, then you had guys like Tyron Woodley who are very, you know, very liberal and pro-Black Lives Matter. you got fighters that support Antifa. you got the Diaz brothers who no fucking idea what the hell they have to think they're so punch drunk. Um... But the UFC itself doesn't take a stance one way or the other. Uh, and I'm cool with that. But, like, the NFL is on. They got so politicized. Them, the NBA, I'm not watching because I don't give a shit. But for all of you listeners out there, I mean, I'd love to talk about the UFC. Um, I mean, I've talked about it before. You know, like I said before, I watch the early tapes. I'm not one of those guys that brags about being a... I was a fan since day one. I watched the first few tapes, and then there was a long period of time that I didn't watch or pay any attention to it, other than occasional headline. You know, I would see something like Vitor fighting Tito, and I would, I'd read about it, but I, I wasn't into it. I didn't jump back into UFC real hardcore until UFC 60. Uh, again, that's when Matt Hughes uh, took on Hoist Gracie, who had come back to the UFC, and Matt Hughes beat his ass. But I sat down and watched that pay-per-view and was blown away with it, and then I just got into it hardcore ever since. And over the last few years, like I said before, um, you know, I haven't followed it near as much as I used to, but I still have a really strong general knowledge base about most things with most martial arts going on in UFC and Bellator, uh, the two biggest American companies. And if any of you all listening out there, just, you know, if one of y'all want to come in and just sit down and have a conversation and knock out an hour, hour and a half talking about UFC and mixed martial arts and Bellator and, you know, different things on that nature, um, shoot me an email. Um, hit me up on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook, uh, KP Love Puppet. And if you want to shoot us an email, it is Love Puppet with two T's, because one T was already taken, but it's L O V E P U P P E T T at gmail.com. Um, you know, hit me up on Facebook or shoot us a message through email. If you want to come on and just sit down and talk about mixed martial arts and UFC and Bellator and shit, hey, be happy to have you on, man. Um, you know, you're welcome to. So again, you know, shoot me an email on that. More than welcome. Would love to have you, actually. And I'm pretty sure anyone listening to the show would like to listen to someone's voice talking about this other than just me. Um, it's always great when you can get a couple people to sit around and talk about issues and sports because, you know, the energy picks up a little bit and you get different dynamics. And you know, so, yeah, uh, that's an open invitation to whoever wants to talk about, you know, some stuff like that on the KP show. Um, but I'm going to give a, a little humorous little break here and, and take just a moment. And when I come back, I'm going to run through just, you know, some ideas that I've got lined up for the future and talk about a couple different things. And, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to spend a whole lot of time today. This I doubt this will be an hour-long conversation like it had been recently. But, yeah, we're just going to take a little humor break here. And then when we come back, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. 
Um, I'm not going to go into Game of Thrones in super in-depth, but uh, I am going to touch on the subject of it for just a little bit. Um, so if you don't give a shit about Game of Thrones, you're probably going to tune out a little bit when we come back from the break. But uh, you know, here's a little bit of humor. Hope you can laugh, and I'll be talking at you here in just a few moments. Finally, two incredible worlds collide in the sensual album. Featuring the music of John Legend with the words taken from the genuine TV performances of Mr. Gordon Ramsay. I'll get you my pumpkin and I'll ram it right up your fucking arse. Would you like it whole? Or would you like it diced? With such hits as There's more olive oil on this There's more olive oil on this Than Popeye's head And the classic How the fuck did you burn? How the fuck did you burn? Ice cream You put so much oil in this you ass wanted to invade the fucking place. And who can forget? You put so much gender in this. It's a Wesley. And one very special guest. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because you didn't fucking cook it. The new album, Gordon, by John Legend, out now. And we're back from the break. Hopefully uh, that gave you all a little bit of a chuckle. Like I had mentioned before, I was going to kind of touch on Game of Thrones. Um, now, uh, I know Game of Thrones is wildly popular, but there are some people out there, believe it or not, who have not watched Game of Thrones. Um, like I said, this is not going to be a Game of Thrones recap. Um, this is not going to be me just running through the, the what happened in Game of Thrones. Because that's a show, series of shows all to themselves to talk about that. But, you know, if you don't know anything about Game of Thrones, it's a series of books written by George R.R. R. Martin um, in a land that he loosely based the stories off of the real life, the Wars of the Roses that happened in England, where the crown changed, you know, seven and a half times over uh, 30 years. Um, but one of the projects I'm going to be working on in the future, and this is where I was talking about Game of Thrones a little bit, is... Uh, uh, Game of Thrones, not only is it just a medieval uh, epic, it's uh, very political in nature. You know, a lot of, you know, who's screwing who, who's backstabbing who, who's aligned with who, where do the political powers lie as the entire series is taking place over a war uh, between different parts of the kingdom to try to find out, you know, figure out who's going to be the king that sits on the Iron Throne. But one of the things that I'm going to have coming up in the future is a project that I'm working on is trying to realign Game of Thrones houses and characters to U.S. politics. Now, this was an idea that uh, I kind of come up with just kind of shooting the shit with the mad scientist. Uh, we weren't doing a recording or anything that day. We were just kind of shooting the breeze while I was talking about it. But, uh, you know, anyone who's read the books or has watched the, you know, the famous TV show with Game of Thrones, you know, he lists every single character that has anything to do with anything in that book by name. Rarely do you get the boy. You know, the boy's name was Hunter, and the reason he names every character is because in some way or shape or form, everybody has a role to play in this epic. Um, 
And trying to tie that into U.S. politics, uh, we were joking about just kind of throwing some shit around, and I jumped into it thinking about it a little bit more yesterday and today, and that's actually going to be a much more tedious task than I had planned on. Um, but I think I can might find a way to make it interesting for anyone who has followed Game of Thrones and follows anything with politics, uh, because there's so many players in both stories that I, I think I can do it to an extent where uh, I can make it somewhat make sense in whatever way that I can. Um, it's going to be hard to explain because it's going to be very hard to do. But, you know, in Game of Thrones, a lot of the stories were taking place about different houses of power, different families that had power. And you start thinking about, you know, different people in U.S. politics that have power. You know, you got Donald Trump, you got the Clintons, and you got the Bush family, you have um, the Kennedys, you have the Cuomos and the history of power that they've had in different seats, the Udalls out in the Southwest, if you're not familiar with them. That is just generations of generations of, of political power with the United States. And then there's so many individual players in Game of Thrones that you can relate off to in the U.S. politics, like AOC, Mitch McConnell, Pelosi, Bernie Sanders. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really plan on trying to tie this all together. Uh, I almost That might be one of those things where I need to create something for a YouTube video where I can have a whiteboard and I can do a spider web and draw that shit out on a map because it'll be hard to keep up with. Um, but that is a project that I have coming up in the future. And also in the future, I do uh, like I've said before, I plan on doing some uh, pro wrestling talk. I am a fan of pro wrestling. I know it, you know it's lowbrow entertainment, but I'm a simple-minded creature, and I am often entertained by simple lowbrow entertainment. And if you judge me for that, well, fuck you. I don't care. I enjoy it anyway. But I've got some other people that I know that are really heavy into it, and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do some shows coming up with a couple of different people talking about some different aspects of professional wrestling that, uh, you know, when you start getting, you know, like I said, when you start getting a couple of people talking about it, you know, things will go off track. But, you know, you start getting people laughing and, the, you know, you start going down memory lane. And if you can catch that with one of you all who's reading and you're like, oh, shit, I remember when this happened. I remember when that happened. Um, you know, sometimes just shit like that is just it's just fun just to stay away from mainstream stuff like politics and, you know, sports all the time, because politics is so depressingly overwhelming. Um, but like I was talking about with the Game of Thrones, I want to do that in an entertaining, you know, tongue-in-cheek type of manner. Um, and we'll see how that turns out. Uh, that's that's going to take a little bit of time to work through, because like I said, it's a spider web of shit. But, you know, the pro wrestling talks, I've, I've got a couple people that are, you know, huge big-time fans. And that is, you know, I got some stuff lined up in the books with that. Um, for you video game people, for you gamers, uh, that's another on other topics that's going to be coming up. Is we're going to do some uh, some of these issues based around video games, um, the console wars, different stuff like that. I've got some different people I want to bring in where they can talk about you know certain genres of games. Um, you know, I've, I know one person that you know he could talk more than politicians and Fox News could about you know Final Fantasy, the franchise. Uh, and I know a lot of people that are into a lot of that stuff and. Like I said, you know, on the KP podcast, we'll talk about anything and everything. It doesn't always have to be politics or topical. It can be off the wall and strange. Um, you know, and I don't really care how strange we get on the KP podcast. You know, if you want to come on here and talk about the weird, strangest things that you've ever internet searched in the porn world, you know what, come on. Uh, you know, we'll do a, uh, you know, parental guidance warning at the beginning of the show. But, you know, if you want to come on and talk about how, you know, you were searching, you know, Brazilian female fart porn, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, email us, you know, what's the strangest thing you've ever done? 
You know, what's the strange? I don't want to hear the strangest thing you've ever done. I take that back. That was, you know, oops, sorry, not even a Freudian slip. I don't want to know what my listeners have done. But if there's some weird, stupid shit that you've had to look up on the Internet, send us, you know, hit us over on Facebook, send us an email, you know, we'll, we'll throw a little shout out on the next show that we're talking about it or something. Like I said, you know, we're open to any and every discussion. Um, you know, I got some uh, some people that I know that are heavily into the TV show When Calls the Heart. It's a, a Hallmark TV show. It's got a real strong fan base with women. I don't know if women are necessarily you know my core audience since I am a conservative white male. I I would assume most people who listen to my show are probably conservative white males. But you know, when you know for a show like that, I'll be happy to turn it over to the ladies to let them talk about you know. Uh, it's a very popular show, and it's been running for seasons on end, and they'll be able to tell you way more about that than me. Um, but then again, uh, like I said, you know, uh, I'm going to do some issues coming up in the future where I just want to talk about, you know, how music has affected my life, because I think there's a lot of people who love music, and, you know, not just one genre, but just music. And like I was telling my nephew at one point in time, you know, music, you can easily put a soundtrack of music to my life. And I think most of you all could too. And that's a project that I'm working on in the future is kind of putting, you know, a soundtrack of music to reflect different things that was going on in my life um, throughout different times. Um, and I think if you sit down and think about it, you probably could too. You know, you think about your teen years and what you're into and what kind of music was influencing you compared to when you were 30 or 40 or later. And if you're a young person, um, God, I am so sorry. Uh, but, you know, and I hate to sound like my generation, my dad's generation or the generation before, but young people, your music just fucking sucks. I mean, it's awful. I've never heard such a bunch of no talented shit like what we have coming out on modern radio over the last, you know, 10 years or so. Oh. Good God, music has just got awful. I, I could do an entire show just on country music alone on how it changed and became absolute fucking horsepower manure bullshit that shouldn't even be considered country music. Um, I The same notion, I bet there are people that could do the same thing about heavy metal. There's probably people that can do the same thing about hip-hop hip hop and rap. Um, every genre goes through changes, but I'll tell you, that's one of those genres, uh, country music, that just... Country music took a nosedive over the last uh, 10, 15 years, uh, maybe even 20. Um, well, uh, that might be something for a future day, just the downfall of country music and why it sounds like just shit now. But again, folks, uh, you know, there's just so many different things that people could talk about for listening. And, you know, I don't want to be uh, just cornered into where I can only talk about one issue. Um, you know, so like I said, I'm open to suggestions. You know, hit me on Facebook, shoot me an email, bring up different ideas. Uh, you know, I actually received a question from uh, one of our listeners, and it was the strangest question that I could imagine for the first one. Um, so we're going to give a, a, sm a small little, you know, attempt at some humor break, and when we come back, we will address the first question that the Love Puppet Show has ever received.
He's like a. I love you. Wait. I need a professional to. to I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. So what if I just did like a, like a. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup, and that's all I'm going to say on that. All right, love puppets. Okay, I was before the little humor break there. I was talking about how I had finally received a question. And the question was actually uh, directed toward uh, good old KP, myself, and the mad scientist, Ron Hipple. And the question, <laughs> as strange as this may sound, since it's the first one, I will address it. Um, and I did talk to Mr. Hipple. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't be here today to give his version of this. But uh, we came up with an answer to the question. And the question is, if you packed a 53-foot trailer full of explosives... Would it be better to park it on top of the bridge or under the bridge when you set it off to cause the explosion? Um, you know, and since, you know, as, as weird as the, the old man sounds, when it comes to physics and different things like this, uh, you know, Mr. Ron Hipple, the mad scientist, his answer was, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter if you're going to, because if you're using that much of explosive, whether it's just, you know, sticks of dynamite, C4, whatever. If you're packing a 53-foot bed of explosives, it's not going to matter if you park it above on top of the bridge or underneath the overpass. It's going to blow it away and entirely in every single direction pretty equally. Um, that shit's going to go up in the air. It's going to go out. The fireball's going to be huge. It's not going to make a difference. Um you know, as he was looking at it, the amount of explosive that you would put inside a trailer that big is what makes the answer irrelevant on where it sits. Um, if you're talking about a smaller explosion that was just hitting on, you know, if you just wanted to bring the bridge down by the supports or something, but that much of explosive, um, it's not going to make a difference where you park the trailer. So uh, thank you to um, the person who sent that question to us from the frozen north. Um I'm sorry that the answer isn't quite satisfactory, but I accepted his answer for what it is. You got too much explosives for such a small uh, area to blow up. Uh, so come back to us with another one, more specifics, come up with some weird shit, um, you know, and I'll try to give him an answer. And if I can't find an answer to your question, by God, I probably know somebody weird enough or strange enough to give an answer to it. So... Uh, you know, once again, that's an open invite to contact or send me any questions that you want answered. Uh, you know, you pick the topic. I don't care. We can do an entire Q&A session. Send me the answers. Send me the questions. I don't want the answers. That would make this unfair. And we don't want to be unfair. We're not Democrats here, okay? We want to keep to the, keep to the rules. We want to keep it fair. Um, so, yeah. You know, that, that's another open invitation to you listeners. You know, you know, send us a question. You know, send me something on Facebook. Send me an email. Uh you ask it, I'll do my best to answer it, you know, retarded or serious, either way. Um, you know, if you want, uh, you know, if you have a love problem and you do a relationship, I'll put on a different hat and I'll be the Polish love doctor and give you all the answers you could ever want about your relationship issues. Um, you know, I don't care, you know, jump up on the couch. I'll psychoanalyze the shit out of all of you. Um, you know, I, I don't need any psychiatrists listening to my show because... They would just be salivating at the idea of getting in and playing around in the old head of KP. Uh, I mean, I am a psychiatrist dream. I tell you that right now. Um, 
But, you know, that's another topic, you know, psychiatry, psychology, how much stock do you put into it, how much do you believe to it. I know some people that think it's just a crock of shit, and I know a lot of people that are diehard about it. Um, you know, philosophy, philosophy is interesting because it's, it's not it's not a right or wrong type thing. It's just when you hear this philosophy, you know, what, what does it make you think? And then you just kind of apply philosophy to ideas in life. But, you know, as far as psychiatry, psychology um, I'm a believer I, I, I'm a big believer because you can just see how psychology works on people on a small level just in the customer service word world let um, I me mean, go to Walmart and just look at how people treat each other and just think about the psychological differences so yeah psychology is a huge thing psychiatry is more on the medical side uh, and again I mean I'm a supporter of it I think there's a lot of good use that comes from it but there's a lot of folks that don't um, and that could be another nice little issue of, you know, what we've got going on in this country. Um, you know, are we over-medicating our people? I think we are. I think every time you have to turn on a damn TV, every other commercial is, here's a pill for this, here's medicine for that, you're sick. I mean, we just tell society all the time how sick we are. Um, so, yeah, I think we're over-medicated. There's a lot of people that say we're probably not medicated enough when you look at how we're behaving right now. You know, burning stores. Robbing stores, shooting cops, shooting people, cops shooting people, cops shooting cops, people shooting people. Um, fuck it. I mean, we're just going crazy. So maybe we need to be medicated a little bit more. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, love puppets? Do you think that's a problem? That we've over-medicated society to the point we can't behave? Or is society going off the deep end to the point where we just need to over-medicate everybody some more? Um, you know, what is your utopia? Is your utopia a bunch of mindless zombies just walking in single file line, not causing no fucking problems? We work, we eat, we go home, we eat dinner, we sleep, we wake up, we shower, we work, we eat, we go home. You know, <coughs> I don't know, for some people... Utopia is just living in a cavern in the middle of fucking Canada, 40 miles from the nearest town or the nearest neighbor, just being left completely alone. There, I know there's a lot of people out there that would just love that. And then there's people on the opposite end of the spectrum that utopia, a perfect life for them, not so much a utopia, but just a perfect life would just be, you know, on the go, busy, 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 you know, living in a city like New York, uh, the type of New York that you see on TV. Not necessarily the type of New York that's real, but the the TV lifestyle of the glitz and the glamour and the clubs and the music and the parties and just living life in the fast lane. For some people, that's a dream life. Um, you know, so tell us what's your dream life. You know, what's your dream home? Is your dream home a, a penthouse on Fifth Avenue? Is it a cabin in the woods? Is it living on a lake or you know living on a tropical island all to yourself? Or is it living in a popular area? You know, is where is your dream home sitting in a situation where you're feeding the hungry and feeding the poor and doing things to help people? Or are you just one of those who just wants to be left the absolute fuck alone living off in a cabin somewhere? Um, I bet that would be a broad range. You know, where, what? so yeah, I ask you all the listeners, what is your perfect home? Where in the world would you like to live if you could live anywhere? And if you could spend out your days doing anything that you wanted, um... Just in a dream situation uh, where there was no restrictions to what you could do, what would you want to be doing to live out the rest of your days? So, yeah, send us, uh, you know, and give us some answers on that. Give us some stuff to talk about. You know, uh, it's participation from the crowd, from, from our audience, from our listeners. 
give me some things, you know, send me some questions. Let's talk about what the kind of things that just interest you all. Because there's no point in me recording this podcast just to listen to myself talk. I'm not going to do that. I'm recording it for you all to listen to me talk. But I can't just talk about only what I think all the time. So, hey, uh, participation. Send us some thoughts. Send us some questions. Send us some topics. Uh, We'll leave it up to to you, the love puppets. And then I will address them as you send them to me. But, you know, like I said, starting out, we weren't going to go long today. We're just going to, you know, we're getting just some thoughts out there. So a lot of just some ideas for you love puppets to send me some questions. Give me some interest in what kind of stuff you all want to hear about. Um, and yeah, do that. Like I said, hit us up at, you know, on Facebook, KP Love Puppet, or you send me, you know, through email at Love Puppet, L-O-V-E-P-U-P-P-E-T-T-Y, because somebody already took the other way, at gmail.com. So L-O-V-E-P-U-P-P-E-T-T at gmail.com. I swear I need Jeff Jarrett and the roadie to announce that for me. Um, you could do it way better than me. But until the next show, folks, I bid you all adieu. Take care of each other. Don't start no shit. And don't forget, wash your hands. Yeah.